Hey everybody, this is Nate Smoyer, and you're listening to the Tech Nest Podcast. This is the show where we sit down with the leaders in real estate and technology to find out what they're doing to transform the way we buy, sell, and invest in real estate. If you've got an interest in real estate and technology, stick around. You're in the right place. All right, we got a great show for you today. We have Matt Coors. He's a director at Crexy. You guys know who Crexy is. They're one of the biggest marketplaces in commercial real estate. And we talk through a lot about their business, the future commercial real estate. Uh, something that's a little bit newer for Crexy. They're getting into the auction game. And uh, this is, you know, you know, not intentional, but the timing of it couldn't be better. Uh, we're facing a lot of financial uncertainty and a lot of uncertainty around the commercial market, what may happen. And you know, some businesses might shudder. There might be some tough times ahead of us and auctions actually could take off because of that. Um, we talked through that and, you know, this is probably one of the most fun episodes and I probably say that every time, but um, really uh, I was, you know, excited to have the Matt on the show. I, I've been a, 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 I use Craxy all the time when I can't sleep. Uh, that's one of my go-to content sites. Instead of just flipping Facebook, I go to Craxy, looking at properties. And uh, this is also Matt's first podcast. So um, anyway, we had a lot of fun talking about the details here and uh, we don't talk to many marketplaces uh, here. Uh, Matt's one of the founding members or employees. He was one of the first employees at Crexy. So um, he's got a lot to say. So I think you'll enjoy it. Well, hey, Matt, welcome to the show. Nate, thanks. Uh, thanks for having us. My, myself and all Crexy family want to say thank you. We're excited. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're here. First, congratulations to you for doing your very first podcast ever. I'm pumped. Uh, before the show, you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you out there. I hope you don't mind. Matt says he's a little bit nervous. I said, well, I've got an Irish coffee here. And I held up my, my Wisconsin dairy-themed Starbucks mug. And Matt went and grabbed the beer because on this show, we don't have to uh, – there are no rules. No parents, no rules. So anyway, um, <laughs> glad you're here. Hey, go and ahead. It's Friday. And it's Friday. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Let everyone know who you are and what you do. Yeah, thanks a lot again, Nate. Um, so I'm Matt Kors, the regional director for the Western U.S. sales team uh, at Crexy. So myself and a team of 10 are, are working day in, day out uh, in the brokerage, brokerage community um, that we service. And I've been with the company since before we launched, so now, uh, which is pretty crazy to think about because time has definitely flown by since, since, uh, since we've launched it. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you know, five years even in uh Cretech right now like you know, just looking back a few years and where we're at now i mean a lot has changed in the scene and obviously today i mean i'm not trying to date the episode too much but even commercial real estate uh whew, man it's a it's a minefield right now <laughs> but, but let's let, let's break it down for the people who aren't familiar uh, what's, what is the single biggest problem or the, the main problem that Crexy is looking to solve? Yeah, good question. Um, that's probably, if I, if I go back, you know, five years ago, a little over five years ago, our, our CEO, Mike DiGiorgio, called me one day and he's like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to start this thing and, and I think you should come and join and, and we'll, we're going to change the industry. And I thought, you know, that's just pretty wild. Uh, I went back to my job. I was in the commercial real estate industry at the time. And I started looking at the legacy softwares that we were using, the systems, some of them, you know, 10, 20, 30 years old at, at times. 
Uh, and I, I just thought there's got to be a different way to transact. And that's really been since day one we've been doing, um, trying to help move the industry forward uh, from a transaction standpoint. So whether you're you know, buying, leasing, uh, selling, uh, or even from the data side of things, we've got a sales comparables tool out there as well. Uh, just trying to bring everything under one roof and help our, you know, our, our mantra since day one has been CRE made easy, community marketplace technology. And that, that's really been what, what our goal has been since day one. You think if Mike would have told you how hard it was to build a marketplace, you would have joined? <laughs> ah, that's a good question. <laughs> you know, and, and it's crazy too, thinking back on the five years ago, because when we launched, we were in a house in the Venice canals. Um, so it's a true, you know, kind of startup story from that okay. angle. All right. Uh, had no, had no idea, had no idea at all. And I, uh, I, you know, we're climbing mountains every day. I feel like even with what we're doing, because when I look at how far we've gone, there's still a whole lot more we still have to do. But um, yeah, I don't know if I would have, but I'm so glad I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, really, you know, there's no way, I, I think there's any way of short selling it. Building a marketplace is so hard. You, you have, you have to get both sides to really, you know, one side has to have the value for the other side. But in order for that one side to grow in value, the other side has to be there. I mean, you're constantly trying to ladder your way up. So, um, you know, I'm glad we've got someone from the beginning. So maybe we can get some war stories in here. Um, you know, you joined Mike early on at the company, your regional sales director. But like, kind of walk me through, like, what's the day-to-day -day look like for you? Yeah, so today um, we're, so my, my team in particular, but it's, you know, we're doing the same thing across the country. Uh, we're working with the, the largest brokers, whether you're CBRE, JLL, or Cushman and Wakefield on a national basis, down to the local and regional level, mm -hmm. um, and, and really just educating them about what we offer. So the platform itself, really kind of what it's been since day one is an open marketplace. So what I mean by that is as long as you're a, a listing broker or a listing agent, you can post your properties for sale or for lease on Crexy, and anybody can come and search our marketplace. So there's Got no it. paywall, there's no barrier to entry for any stakeholder in the commercial real estate game. And, and that's been an issue, you know, since I've seen it for the past eight plus years now that I've been in there, you either have to pay to post, pay to search or pay for both. Um, and so that's really been like the, one of the key drivers for us um, is, is the education piece. So that's kind of like day in, day out is making sure brokers are familiar with how it works and then what other tools we offer. So now, now more than ever, everything is going digital and virtual, especially with what's happening nowadays as we're mm -hmm. both talking in our apartments. Um, so, you know, the fact that you can post your listing, post your high res photos, post your videos, post anything you want down to like due diligence files and things like that on Crexy and, and truly have a full transaction yeah. um, happen online for the most part uh, is what we're educating people on day in, day out. And I, I feel like it's needed, um, you know, now, more so than ever, just because that's, that's kind of the natural progression with everything, but especially nowadays. See, this is one of the reasons I like commercial because you guys are just like, Hey, we're going to be an open marketplace. Anybody post your stuff here. Yeah. It doesn't have to be from, I mean, I just like the commercial market in general. Uh, I was having a good, uh, a conversation with a friend of mine who's a commercial broker out of Nashville yesterday, Tyler Cobble. And, um, I said to him, I was like kind of jealous sometimes that you're in the commercial space because I love the residential space, but I really want mm -hmm. to someday, and it'll probably happen when I'm older and I learn some things, I'll go into the commercial space. But 
you know, I'm just like, I kind of want to get into that. Cause like all the numbers are bigger. You get to add like two commas to everything and you get, you know, <laughs> contracts in purchase and sale agreements. There's like five standard pages and then everything else is whatever you write in them. And it doesn't work that way in residential. There's like all these rules and forms you have to fill out. And anyway, so I, I think it's kind of cool. I've actually used the website quite a few times. Uh, I have a, I have a terrible habit of shopping real estate when I can't sleep. Uh, I'm on the site now. Is the auction thing new? That seems rather new to me. Having auction Yeah, listings. the auction thing. Yeah, it's probably, you know, coming up on a year old, which is another crazy thing to say because uh, it seems like yesterday we launched that. But um, yeah, we've, we've hosted, honestly, a number of auction events now, um, probably close to 250 million, I would say, has transacted on the auction platform since we launched it. Straight off the and site. And it's, um, yeah, all, wow. all through Crexy transacted. Yeah, start to finish from, from market so, to so if I wanted, the list, so market, and close. I'm looking at a, a holistic brain health village. That's what it's described as in Waller, Texas right now. Auction, it's got all okay. kinds of uses. I like it because it's a big building, self-storage self kind of stuff. That's my jam, okay? Yeah. Starting bid, 300 grand. Okay, cool. I can get it. I can get down with this. May 12th, the bidding starts. Do I have to go in that day? And like, am I live bidding like eBay or is it kind of two week silent bid time? How's it work? Yeah. So the, how, how the whole logistics on that works is the, the event, if you will, it's going to be marketed for some 30, 60, 90 days. Um, yep. I think usually about 75 we do. And the bidding window itself is, is typically a 24 to 48 hour window. Cool. So it, it's basically an eBay thing. Like you're saying, the only difference is you're going to have to show proof of funds and, and entity information and things along those lines. Once you're approved to bid, uh, you're in there in place. Yeah. It's just like eBay. You'll see current bid. If you're high bid or if you're not what the next bid increment is. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty exciting. Is this a pay to, to list? Uh, product or is there a commission back to Crexy based on the price that you get to sell it at? Yeah, so there's a there's a commission to Crexy. It's a it's a buyer's premium that's paid on the back end. Got it. Um, so no no cost to list on there. But uh, when the property does transact, there'll be a, a fee on top of the. Oh, okay, so like a finder's fee essentially. Price. Exactly. Yep. Mm -hmm. I see. Okay. So I mean, it's a huge advantage then for someone who has a property that maybe doesn't fit the normal conform and they've just got a find a way to get it out there and get it off their hands. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think um, with what we're seeing in the, the economy in general right now, it could, it could turn into a big uh, marketplace for us down the road. Yeah. I mean, uh, do you have a lot of office space at the moment? <laughs> Cause you might. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean that, that hotels and yeah, that's, it'll be interesting to see what happens for sure. Yeah. So, okay. You said you, so you've done about 250 million in, in auction transactions and that's in total, like mm -hmm. total purchase volume right there. And then how many, how many total listings are you guys taking annually or are you putting up on the site? Like I mean, what kind of inventory can someone expect on the Crexy marketplace? Yeah. So the, probably the, the coolest thing about Crexy is the transparency of it all. So literally if you just go to the site and, and click on for sale or for lease, um, you can see how many listings we've got on either. It'll say in the top left corner, but we've got over a hundred thousand for sale properties. Wow. Um, over 200,000 for lease properties, all active uh, on the platform today. 
we're adding um, you know thousands of properties a week on here on both sides of the marketplace, the for sale and the for lease side. Wow. What's the biggest source of growth accurate. there? How are you finding those deals? Or is it all the brokers have just learned over time that Crexy is a, a good place to put their properties and, and that's how that you guys end up winning those, those listings? You know, you'd, you'd be surprised. Um, it's, it's really like market specific and, you know, locally, regionally kind of things. But for the most part, um, we're, we're national. So everywhere across the country, we've got properties. Um, but there's still some folks that just have, have not put their listings up if um yet so whether either they haven't heard of us or they just haven't um posted on here yet so we've got a team that's actually um day in day out working in that across the whole country trying to contact the brokers if they haven't heard about us or if they don't have their listings up on the site yet i should say right, um, right. they'll be getting called from our team and just you know again back to the education piece are you familiar with us it's it's free to have your inventory on here and um really from the from the angle of the back end of the system you can track a lot of different things um from a data side yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, if I can get the saying right, you know, in residential real estate, uh, we used to say there's, there's, um, there's three P's in selling a property for some agents. Are you familiar with them? I, you know, I've heard this before, but I don't know off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah. I know, I've definitely heard this before. Number one, you, you put the sign in the yard. Okay. <laughs> and number two, you put it on the MLS and number three, you pray. And let's, let's just hope that someone comes along and buys that thing. Right. Uh, you know, <laughs> so just listing your property obviously doesn't do anything. Just putting it on a website doesn't do anything. What does mm -hmm. Craxy do to actually get it in front of the buyers? Cause it's one thing for you to get the listing and, you know, be in touch with the brokers, but how are you getting this in front of buyers? Yeah. So big, a big thing that we noticed um, on a lot of different, you know, legacy sites out there is that, it's, it's more or less a, a listing billboard, right? It's like putting a sign up there, but is what kind of traffic are you getting? You don't know. Um, so the, the big thing on our site is when you put it up here, mm -hmm. uh, first and foremost, we've got a very active database. There's millions of people coming to Crexy um, on a monthly basis. And that's going to be through just a database that we've built. Um, and then just from different types of marketing avenues from different SEO, SEM, and, yep. you know, fancy way of saying paying Google, being, Yahoo um, to get out there. But a big thing is the, the people that we have on our site are continuing to come back. Uh, and like you said, with that marketplace effect, right? It's hard to get it started, but once it does get started, um, people are coming back day in, day out to, to search, um, search for their needs. So one of the coolest things that I think about this all, which really kind of just, you know, keeps me up at night when I'm thinking about how, how other industries do things is you think about Amazon or Facebook, right? And you go shopping, whether you're going skiing this weekend or something like that. And now I'm like clicking on helmets and skis and whatever it may be. Right. And it starts monitoring my patterns of what I'm searching for. Yeah. So, so Craxy's doing the same thing. It, it's, it's predictive analysis and machine learning. Um, but it's really just trying to bring those, whether it's a buyer or broker or a tenant um, looking for space to lease or, or, or properties to buy investments to buy. Yeah. Uh, it, it's monitoring your activity day in, day out and trying to put listings that it thinks you're going to like in front of you. So you want to come back to the site. Um, that's a really big part of it all is because once people start coming back to the site, they start clicking on what they want to see. Uh, it tracks everything that's happening. Yeah. And for the listing brokers on the back end of the system, everything's tracked in, a, in an easy to use, data um, you know, repository for lack of a better term, but we call it a dashboard uh -huh. and, and the, the listing brokers on it get full 
visibility into who's clicking on it, you know, kind of like in residential, everyone who walks by the property, you're going to actually get their yeah. info. And so yeah, yeah. you can then make an educated decision on if you want to call this person, email them, uh, try to get a meeting with them, obviously, whatever, however it works in your business model as the broker, yeah. um, you've got full autonomy to, to follow those leads, track those leads and, and follow up with them. And that, that's probably one of the coolest things I think is just the whole, you know, you see it, whether it's Trulia or Redfin or Zillow or like Airbnb, it's, it's happening on all these other sites and it's just not out there really on the commercial real estate marketplace. Yeah. I mean, there's a few, uh, you know, we don't have, I mean, I'll leave it up to you if you want to call anybody out. I'm not going to call anybody out for you, but there's a few other players in the space. Uh, and I, you know, I've used some other sites here and there and I, I have, you know, all the apps and I've got all the sites and I'm on all the email lists. Honestly, I probably, I'm like the cheapest email to acquire, but I'm the most expensive customer. Like I'll give you my email all day long, but <laughs> man, I will not give you a dime. You know, you better, it's gotta be such a good offer, you know? Um, except for, I will say, um, I can't be the only one. I have subscribed to like seven different news services for a buck for the next 90 days. I've got a list. Well, it's on the other side of my whiteboard. I've got a list of like, here's all the news services to cancel in the next two weeks because <laughs> they all got my dollar. Um, but there's a lot of different, you know, I think that that's one of the frustrating experiences I've had. Like I have one uh, in the residential space that keeps serving me up ads for Chattanooga. And I stopped shopping Chattanooga mm -hmm. almost two years ago. I got, uh, I, I didn't, didn't like what I was seeing. So, but it keeps sending me stuff for Chattanooga. So is this like some proprietary or are you just leveraging some open source data that is able to, you know, serve up smart, basically smartly serve up properties or are you just, is it really just a very simple solution like, you know, tags and categories on the back end? Yeah. So a lot of it starts by if you create a profile on Crexy, which is, is completely free to create. So for, you know, yourself, if you have one or anyone else out there, oh. um, <laughs> completely free to create. Um, but most of the time, you know, whether you're in a 1031 exchange and you, you need to place capital or you're shopping for a property because you're expanding your business or yep. you're looking for a lease, you're going to probably want to get those emails like you're saying. Um, so you can go into Crexy and, and create a filter to see what's on the market right now mm -hmm. and then get an, a recurring email from us on a daily, weekly basis. So that's, that's really how it all starts. But yep. like you said, if you're shopping in Chattanooga, and you have a profile created on Crexy and, and we see that you're not now shopping in Chattanooga and you're clicking on properties in Chicago, we're going to start serving you up those properties in the greater Chicago area, just based on what you're clicking on. So mm -hmm. um, we've got a, a full in-house um, data tech team that's, that's building some, some pretty cool stuff. And yeah. it's all just based around like, you know, what you're saying, like we want people to continue to come back the whole marketplace effect. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, I think a lot of it's just like talking to our broker friends in the community that that's really kind of been what we've been doing since day one. Like what, what do you need? And, and, and feedback like that from you, Nate, as a shopper is great for us too, because we definitely want you to, to see what, what you want to see and come back to the site. So that, that's, um, you know, that, that's a, a big portion of it. Now, one of the, 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 the going trends in, in all of prop tech really is really verticalizing, you know, different services into your business. Uh, mm -hmm. is, that, is that the right word? Verticalizing? I think, <laughs> I think, one, I think so. I think every other show I make up a word. So, but yeah. Yeah, I, so basically like 
you know, okay, so you've got the inventory, you've got the attention of the buyers. Great. You're making some pairs. Cool. You made some money on probably some advertising, like premium services of the listing or something like that. Or, okay, cool. But there's pretty good money in loan applications and brokering out loans or in selling leads to, to the money side. There's the insurance side. There's the appraisal side. There's inspections. There's 3D modeling. There's probably all kinds of stuff with uh, zoning laws, legal, all these other services that your customers have to take advantage of anyway. Like the buyers need all those things. What's Crexy doing with with the audience attention and all those other services? Are you guys in that business or are you staying strictly, you know, we're going to be the marketplace? Yeah, that's, um, that's a great question. So really we were born on the whole marketplace side of things and, and our you know, our clients, if you look at it, kind of building the marketplace out, had to get the inventory there first in order to get the other side of the, the marketplace to come to get the flywheel effect. Yeah, totally. Um, that, and that's really like since day one, like the listening to our brokers, um, gathering feedback, creating business cases on why we think this product or this feature needs to be made, and then really implementing it and iterating off of that based on putting it out there and letting them use it. Um, the, the marketplace side was where we saw, like, if we can really get this, it's going to, if the brokerage community comes on board with this, then everybody else is going to kind of follow suit slowly because the brokers really run the industry at the end of the day. They're the local knowledge. They're the local, uh, experts boots on the ground and they, they're, they're driving everything. Um, data has been the next kind of natural progression for us to get into. Um, we're, we're obviously gathering a lot of data, um, based on, properties that are trading properties that are leasing and, and just kind of trends in the, the general industry. Um, so that that's kind of like bringing that all under one roof versus having it be in, in, you know, silos for lack of a better term, having to go to this site for this, this site for this. Right. Uh, but long-term what you're saying, you know, like definitely finance lenders, that's, that's something, I mean, those people are coming to our site day to day. Um, appraisers, another thing, like we've got a, a ton of people from the appraisal community coming to our site just to see what's on here. I definitely see a need um, to kind of, you know, bolt that on in some way, shape or form, but we're, we're definitely like keeping our heads down, if you will, and staying in our lane to make sure what we do, like first and foremost is we're serving our, you know, our community, if you will, which is brokers, investors, and tenants first and foremost, and, and kind of expanding off of that as, as we see fit. Yeah. I, and I totally, uh, totally respect that. I mean, what, you know, I'd rattled off a long list if you tried to do all of that. <laughs> It's a lot. It's a lot of things. I mean, anybody can put links on a website and say we got a partnership with so and so, but that's not really, um, you know, that's not really doing anything outside of just marketing, uh, you know, another service or something like that. So you're collecting all this data, then you got to know some of the hot spots, right? What are what are some of the cities that are blowing up? You know, you yeah, you'd probably you know a lot of them wouldn't surprise you. The, you know, the major MSAs, um, South Florida, Miami, um, Dallas, Chicago is a good one, New York, um, and throughout California, you've got Los Angeles where I'm sitting, San Diego, San Francisco, Seattle, obviously. Um, a lot of, a lot of spots too, that we've been noticing now more so, I don't want to call them like, you know, secondary tertiary type things, but, um, it's Reno, okay. I was cities Reno. don't have feelings. Yeah. <laughs> so, so wait, you can call Reno secondary. Sure, Reno is secondary. Man. Have you been to Reno? My first time was actually on my birthday. So it was February 18th. That was one of the last trips I took 
before. We, we, we travel a lot to go meet the clients. And, and so, yeah, I've, I've been there. I've been to Tahoe before, but I've never been to Reno. Yeah, my and, wife and I on our honeymoon drove right past Tahoe and we're like, let's just go to Reno. And we, we went to one casino. It was terrible. We stopped at a bar. We had, we had an order of wings. We bought two pizzas and a beer for like $12. Eight half yeah. of it, took the rest of it on the road and kept on a road trip. <laughs> oh man, that is funny. Yeah, uh, that is a, that's a great sucked. story. That that kind of sums it up. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, it's a so, hot market. It's a hot market. So Reno sure. probably Chattanooga mm-hmm. comes up a little bit in those discussions. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure, Chattanooga definitely. Um, I mean, I'm I'm primarily focused on the West Coast. Um, for my team. Okay. So we. Arizona is hot. A lot of so stuff you're looking like at Bend, Oregon, right but probably too. not for the commercial. Oh yeah, you know it is. Um, you'd be surprised. There's a huge in Bend in particular. We I haven't been there probably in like six months or so. Um, but a large Same. part of the population is also in with the the realtor community. So the the, the local realtor associations and yeah. the commercial associations are are pretty friendly in that area. Um, and we've, we actually have a, an affinity partnership on a national basis with the National Association of Realtors Got because it. a lot of smaller markets like that, the commercial firms are, are huge inside of that. And, and Bend is uh, one of those areas. And so let's talk about, place too. yeah, let's talk about Bend for a minute. For those who don't know, yeah, Bend yeah. is one of the most beautiful. It honestly is. They have got 300, day, oh. 300 days of sunshine a year. Now it might get cold in the winter, but you get 300 days of sunshine a year. All right. It's like craft brew. Uh, craft beer yes. capital of the world. It, you can go no further than a block and a half and see another pub that you never heard of. Um, it's all about the outdoors. You know, you can sit in the river in a tube. Everyone goes down the lazy oh, yeah. river. They do river surfing. It's crazy. But I want to. What I want to talk about is like, okay, so we got a market like Bend, Oregon. It's it's got a lot of some vacationers, travels, food, all that. But what do you look for on the commercial side that says, hey, this is a hot market? What are some of the indicators that Crexy is able to pick up of, hey, this is an area we should be focusing on? Yeah, so from from our angle, like obviously when you've got, so Boise, Idaho is another one that comes to mind. Like when I think about that, Reno is the same thing, same with Bend. Um, yeah. you, you just have like large influxes of people moving there. So you've got population increases year over year. Some of them like very, very steady. Um, that's one thing. You have building, like a lot of building is going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, a, ton, a ton of stuff. And that's not just commercial, like residential, obviously, too. You've got a ton of residential building um, going on there. And then outside of that, like when we we're going to all these markets anyway, as it fits or as, as it's, as it sits today, as we're, you know, every major market and sub market and whatnot we're right. going to, and just kind of like the, the general vibe in the community. If we, if we have a meeting with, you know, three, four, five different brokerage firms in the same meeting, and they are all looking for another option outside of, you know, just the local realtor association or just the local system systems that they may have been using for many years that's like okay well we're you know let us present our solution and see what we can do um and then when we start doing that we pick up data on the back end and we can see like key like kpis that we have in in a market like this and then we'll look at other markets that are similar population sizes and then we can see okay let's try to do the same thing we just did here like fresno and bakersfield california another two markets that i would say that are kind of similar to, to that where we've seen that happen like a shift that's that's occurring where the brokers um, are looking to come on board and kind of mass influx into Grexy. Got it. Yeah. That, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. 
Um, and obviously, you know, if you have a lot of building, even residential, I mean, those people have to work somewhere and typically yep. they're, you know, cities in themselves are somewhat, you know, that mark a two sided marketplace concept too. Um, totally, totally love it. So I, I want to get to a little bit of like future casting here a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let's just open up. Let's take out the crystal ball. A lot yeah, of things yeah. are changing really fast, right? So I, again, I don't want to, I don't want to date this episode, but we're, you know, we're in the middle of this shelter in place everywhere. The whole full world is kind of shut down. We're working in our apartments. Uh, office space is totally in limbo. Uh, people are questioning, do we even need, you know, so much commercial office space? Uh, which then was going to, it's going to challenge everything. Do, do we even need all the doctor spaces that we have? Can we just do regular doctor visits from home? And can we just order everything online? And can't we just, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of questions I think of what will the changes that we're experiencing right now by force of scenario is going to carry over. So what are you guys seeing as far as like the future commercial real estate, where it heads and we don't have to stick with just office space. This is an easy one to pick on. I like warehousing. So if you want to go down that route, like that's yeah. a topic I love to go down. But, um, you know, what, what are you guys seeing internally and talking about like the future of commercial real estate and your, your role in that? Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a nice rabbit hole to go down. You can take that a lot of different ways. Um, <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I think like, it, we and it was kind of like this webinar thing we were talking about before. Like we we hosted a webinar a couple of weeks ago that that um, a, a broker friend of mine um, out here in California. He's just big on the the whole YouTube and, and Zoom and things like that. And I it just blew my mind because we've been using Zoom and we've been you know we're traveling sales reps on my team and, and just in general with a big engineering team. You know people are working from wherever. You don't always have to be in the office twenty four seven. So we're yeah, we're totally. used to that already. Um, and we hop on the zoom and like the first thing we did was, was show people how to do the virtual background. So you don't have to show your messy closet or anything like that. And people's minds were blown. Those were like the first five questions that came from how to do that again. Yeah. And you know, and, and that, that right there was like, wow, like this real, this industry really does need to move forward in with different tech things because you know, a lot of it, you you just don't have to do that yet. And now that you have to do that, it's, it's forcing people to change. And, and I, I, you know, I think it's, definitely necessary just to have like videos up on your listings, whether it's a lease space or an investment property so that people right. can see it online or you can have all that happening online. So the office space side of things, a friend of mine is actually an attorney in Chicago. And I was asking him like, there's, you know, I understand like your, your major attorneys, your, your accountants, your finance folks, your architecture firms, your, your big, you know, real estate firms, those, those spaces, those, those companies need a presence in like the central business district of, of every major, you know, downtown they're operating in. Right. But do they need six or seven floors for all their people? Probably not. Nope. Um, I, I also, yeah, exactly. And I also think like, you know, when we, when we get out of this thing, it's probably going to be a lot of like, okay, like half of the, half of the company works today through Wednesday in the office. The other half works Thursday, Friday in the office. And that's going to start showing that you don't need these, you know, massive square footage leases for everybody. Um, where that goes though. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's a, that's a great question, but like the warehousing side of things, I mean, that's going to get huge too, just because that, I mean, in Southern California, obviously we've, we've got, you know, massive distribution hubs everywhere. You know, I just think Amazon and stuff like that. And well, what's so interesting is like, 
with the with the warehousing side, like what we're seeing now is, man, if we don't have manufacturing in the U.S., yeah, holy crap, we could we could shut down. So I I went to it was like like a day or so after the shelter in place in Chicago. I stopped at a bike shop because I had to get my BMX repaired. I but I was out riding and I jacked up my back wheel and I basically couldn't go anywhere. So I found the shop, walked in and I asked her, I said, has it been dead in here? I was the only one in there. It was also 30 yeah. degrees out. So I guess not everyone goes riding a bike 30 <laughs> degrees out. <laughs> and I said to her and she goes, no, it's been busy. She said, a lot of people are afraid to take the trains and the bus and they don't want to take that to and from work. So actually it was before the shelter in place because we had already gone work from home. It was before they mandated it. And she said, we're, we're selling bikes. And she says, thank goodness we financed a whole bunch of bikes when the tariffs were lifted. Wow. We have inventory. She goes, those who don't have inventory right now are kicking themselves because they, you know, they're oh, I bet. Cause they could you know, sell it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, from that pr- perspective, you know, if she was buying American made bikes. She'd be, you know, and there's a company called rad bikes. They do the electric bikes, which now that we're talking about it, you'll see the ads on Instagram. But, um, yeah, <laughs> but they, you know, they're VC funded and, and they, they ship from China. Well, they're operating at a significant burn. Well, that's a problem. If you're operating at a burn and your supply is coming from China and supply has been cut yeah, that's off. A big issue. Holy yeah. crap, man. Now I can't even imagine like you're only hoping that now you're like, shut the ads off. Just maybe let the organic sales trickle out. You know, our CAC is going to look good for the next quarter. You know, <laughs> this is kind of what it's going to look like. But um, yeah, I think you're, you're right. There's going to be a lot of interesting outcomes from all of this of how we shift and how we reevaluate property um, moving forward. Because probably still, even though I think that, that we all believe that we're working property at its best and highest use, I think we're far from that. I think we're still oh, very yeah. far from that. And we've got a lot of ground to cover to, to really get there. Um, all right, I want to shift gears here a little bit. I always like to talk about funding. Now, I, I know you mm-hmm. said you've gotten a chance to participate in some of the funding. What, what's been some of your experience in raising venture funds at Crexy? Of course, I do my due diligence by using Crunchbase. And uh, Crunchbase says, so I'm not saying anything that's not on the internet. 54 million is what you guys have raised. Is that accurate? Yeah, just under 60 million. Mm-hmm. Okay, small amount of money. Um, <laughs> Just kidding, man. Uh, that's impressive. No, it's a, it's, a, it's a hefty amount. So obviously, you know, you guys, a uh, uh, little later stage Series B company. Um, yeah. You know, you've got quite a bit of backing. What's the plan moving forward? Do you, are you guys uh, still going in that route, looking at taking more? Or you think that uh, you're just going to keep building on what you've got? Yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, kind of, you know, looking back in that crystal ball, um, we, so we recently, the end of January, closed our Series B, um, which is about $29 million, so a little under $30 million. Um, so, you know, it's not on our, it's not on our near-term horizon just because we're, we, that, just, that just occurred. But, um, you know, it's, it's great timing to continue expansion. Yeah, it's great timing for sure. Um, you know, so we're, you know, we'll kind of see, like, we are in a good position from, the revenue uh, sources we have. And as we were talking about when we first opened, like with the auction arm opening up as well, yeah. I don't think it could have been a better, a better time to do that. Um, just with, you know, kind of, I don't think it's going to be as, as bad as the 2008, 2010 times. Um, but, 
you know, we'll kind of see um, from, from that angle. And, and yeah, I definitely think, you know, series C down the road for sure to continue expansion. Our, our whole goal is to continue just building out the whole marketplace side of things, the sales side, the four lease side, um, mm-hmm. the auction business as well, because it's still pretty new. And I definitely could see some, um, some of that down the road further, but yeah, we just, we just recently closed that. So it's, it's, um, it's, it was more than good timing. That's for sure. <laughs> I, I always like to think back to, uh, I listened to an episode of Pete with Pete Flint, founder of Trulia. And I don't remember whose podcast it was he was on, but I mean, it's just one of those one that's like one of the most memorable for me. And when I listened back to it, cause it's just packed full of lessons that he talks about, you know, we just raised all this money and then the market crashed. Like, what the hell do you do? Like, do you give your money back to the investors? Like, I'm sorry, this isn't going to work. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you just hand it right back? Like call them up. Look, I know you're going to write me an email. Just have it back. Or do you persist through it? You know, do you see that as the opportunity to strike when patterns, macro patterns will change? And, you know, as an example, uh, and then I'll kick it back over to you to see, um, but like an example, like I've been looking at the Google search trends and last night, uh, one of them I came across is, uh, both hair clippers and how to cut hair are in breakout. The word amidst and amid is, 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 is the word amid and contactless are in breakout virtual. This is very relevant to our, our audience, virtual showings or virtual tour. That's what it's virtual tour. Got to be huge. Is is totally breakout. People are yeah. searching for virtual tours. I mean, where do you where do you take that? So what do you um, you know, back to that crystal ball and then we'll we'll move into the yeah. bottom of the show segments here. What are like one or two patterns you think will come out of all this that Crexy will really be able to capitalize on? Yeah, it's it's funny you say that because you know, kind of initially when when the lockdown was was set in place, um, we, we saw activity dip a little bit on the site from both buyers and brokers. Um, and it's, I, I think now that everyone's used to working at home now, right. It probably took like a couple of days to figure out what you're doing. And especially with, you know, most of these brokerage communities or investment communities, individuals are working from the office every day. They don't work from home or they're on the road. So once they were set up in their home offices, um, we we've seen our traffic, you know, spiking like pretty heavily um, since then. Wow. In particular, like certain property types, you know, your medical office, your grocery anchored retail, your your different types of, um, uh, you know, retail from the um, like the walk home, the walk in clinic and the um, like dial- kidney dialysis centers, drug stores, oh. um, liquor stores, obviously from the retail side uh, as well. But apartments too, industrial warehouse apartments, all that's um, all that's up. And I think. Big, a big portion of it, though, it goes back to like me, like thinking even before, you know, not not looking at the crystal ball, but thinking back, like people in this industry just needed to, they don't want to change, right? No one wants to change, period. But definitely in, in this industry, it's it's tough to get people to change. And I feel like a too lot late. of this too bad. was, yeah, it's too, now now there's no choice. Like you you have you have to yeah. go virtual with your with your business, and yeah. you know whether that means whether that means just buying a zoom account so you can meet with your clients face to face or that means going out to the property and, and, you know, filming it on your iPhone and putting it on your listing page so people can come on and see it. Um, that's the one cool thing about Crexy is that you, you can, you can do a lot of that stuff on our site. Not, um, you know, 
and so so yeah that's why i see a lot of that going strictly digital just because it's there so why not use it and yeah. when the first people to embrace it are going to be the ones that are going to be the uh, see the, the benefits the earliest from it yeah yeah um that evernote is a great example of companies if you just, yeah. if, you know for those who don't know evernote really hit growth spurts by being the first ones on ad platforms and marketplaces and anywhere they could get an upper hand advantage or one of the first on the iOS store, one of the first in the Facebook marketplace. Um, they were very aggressive that with their growth teams. And I think right now people should be paying attention to that. Like this is an opportunity. This isn't time to get scared and nervous unless your business doesn't work. In that case, I mean, yeah, for all, you know, all intents and purposes, <laughs> run down the hallway, yelling yeah. fire, but um, this yeah. is a, a really great opportunity to dig the heels in and, and make it happen. Well, we're going to keep going here. I want to get to one of my favorite segments of the show. Uh, I don't think anybody warned you about this, but it's going to be a lot of fun. I call this for the future, for the futures where I get to ask each guest who comes on the show to give their best predictions based on the following four questions. Matt, you ready to play? Let's go. All right, let's do this. Question number one, what does Craxy <laughs> look like one year from now? Craxy one year from now. Oh man, that's a tough question. Well, I think uh, one, so one year from now, um, our, our platform itself, it, it started on the for sale side. Uh, um, so we didn't have a leasing side when we first launched and we've had leasing now for about two years. Um, I see the leasing side like fully mm -hmm. expanding and being as powerful as our for sale platform 12 months from now. And then we talked about the auction business already. I think that side of the business is going to grow to to leaps and bounds from what we've got it today. Cause it's still pretty, it's almost like a startup inside a startup today. Um, yeah. And so that both of those sides of the business are going to be, be really big. And then the whole data component as well. So data has been a huge portion of ours. I mean, different things, people mean different things when they say data, but um, we recently launched our sales comparables platform. Um, so I see that really, um, you know, hitting stride by that time too. You know, uh, this is, a, this is totally breaking form but it's my show and I get to do that. Um, <laughs> there, I, I didn't ask you about this, but you said it uh, talking about leasing. Um, I, I started to pick up that maybe there was a bit of a trend in leasebacks, you know, companies selling off their real estate assets and then leasing directly from the new owner. Is that, are you guys oh, also yeah. seeing that on your platform? And do you think that will continue? Uh, whether that continues, that, that's a good question. Um, so yeah, we, we've definitely seen that, like the sale leaseback space, especially, well, so the single tenant, triple net, don't have to necessarily be single tenant, triple net, but yeah, like that's huge on our site. That That's probably our big, that and apartments are probably our two biggest um, property types on there. Yeah. Um, we, we've seen a ton of it, yeah. We, we work with all the top um, triple net, or I shouldn't just say that, but retail brokers nationally. Yeah. Um, and that's that, that business has been, you know, since day one, since we launched has been huge yeah um and it probably i would i would see that maybe continuing that way it's a good question though yeah i mean like i said when i'm older and i know something i'll, I'll jump into the commercial space full time <laughs> <laughs> all right question number two what will prop tech as an industry look like a year from now prop tech as an industry look like i, I told you i we mean warned you about this but <laughs> You know, the, I, I think the, the cool thing about it all is just the, the venture community embracing it because you, you just see like year after year since we've launched, there's, there's been, you know, so much more capital launching into this space. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I definitely see that continuing. Um, and, I, and I think especially with what's going on now, um, just with the, the 
you know, shelter in place and whatnot. Um, I think there's gonna be a lot of new niches. I don't know what those look like yet, but I think there's gonna be a lot of new um, business ideas coming out of this, just from forcing people to take their business digital now and in the commercial real estate space in particular, I think we're going to see a lot of new cool stuff launch out. Um, and you know, really kind of continue that, that trend of, of upward and onward and just trying to get things out of the dark ages, if you will. Yeah. All right. Question number three, what's one industry trend you think will continue, but you wish would go away? This segment's also known as what grinds my gears. (laughs) (laughs) What grinds my gears. (laughs) Industry trend that would continue that I wish would go away. This is a tough one. I I wish I would have been warned on these, but I know, I know you can't do that. (laughs) No. Yeah. yeah. Um, Knee jerk reaction. You know, knee jerk reaction. Maybe in some way, shape or form, like all the different crowdfunding sites. Okay. That's okay. And, and I think, um, yeah, <laughs> and, I, and I think they've consolidated a little bit as well. Um, but there, there was a, definitely a lot of them out there and, and yeah, let's, let's kind of see where that goes. All right. And the final one here uh, for the future, uh, what's one thing you believe will dramatically change or fade away as a result of tech advances? Ooh, change or fade away. I mean, I think we're going to see a lot more of the the pen and paper kind of go away. Like a lot of a lot of stuff moving more digitally, especially now with what's going on. Like mm-hmm. it, it's it's you know no more where you where you have to do stuff face to face. I think I think a lot of that's going to move digital, and, and and it's different stuff than not just like you know Crexy. Like we're here to solve a problem with bringing your whether it's your due diligence or your listing or your marketing or your tracking online, but just other other parts of the industry in general, just, just not needing to be that, that old school mentality of the Rolodex on my desk is how I'm going to sell my properties. I think those mentalities are going to kind of go away, um, especially in the next 12 months with, which is shifting tides of what's happening. Yeah. Love it. Well, these last week, we're going to move on to our questions more about you, Matt. This is our listeners get to know you a bit better. Uh, first one is what are you reading? Right now, I am actually reading. Um, I'm reading a brief history of time by Stephen Hawking. Oh, okay. And that sounds like a hard book to read. He's that. He's the pretty, really the first, smart the, science guy, right? Yes, correct. The first ten pages are easy. There's a possibility I don't finish it. Um, <laughs> but the the backup the very the the backup book is the obstacle is the way. Um, I'm trying Ryan to. Holiday. I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm trying to navigate between uh, a book that is business like business related and then a book that is not so and and how i'm doing it too just what's going on right now i'm also reading sales leadership uh, but i'm listening to that book so that it's it's a it's really good sales leadership who's that sales leadership let me see who that's by it's really good so far i i don't think Um, i've read that one this is my this is my audible i'd highly recommend it it's that's why it's confusing Uh, sales books see i'm i don't work as in sales but i can we can talk sales books all day long and i don't think i've read that one keith rosen keith rosen huh yeah but i we'll see i i I try to do two at once so like oh yeah we'll see how far i get with the yeah the brief history of time i don't know how long i'll get on that that'll probably go 50 pages but the sales leadership i'd highly recommend all right. What's your favorite sales book? What about yourself? What about yourself? Okay. What are you reading right now? Uh, so I've got this book I've been listening to a little bit. I always forget the title of it. And it's been 
on my, uh, this is my running book. Uh, but my running has gone on pause because of a knee injury. It's called Broke USA from Pawn Shops to Poverty, Inc. How the Working Poor Became Big Business. Sounds terrible, but it's actually fascinating about um, a lot of the underhanded and crooked uh, business that took place in the lending industry from payday loans to cash checks now to... Um, wow. I want my money and I want it now. Or when the banks say yeah. no, champion says yes. I mean, I was a kid when that commercial ran and I know the tagline and I had no idea that those lenders, and I'll say it right now and I don't care if anybody has an issue with it, but those lenders were, wild. were born out of the fact that the federal government said, hey, you banks, you should probably be fair to everybody. You can't just give loans to white people and no loans to anybody else. And so what they did was they jacked up the fees went intentionally into lower income neighborhoods, like one I grew up in, and they ran these commercials and ads and said, we'll give you loans. And what they did is they robbed millions, maybe, I don't know if it was millions, yeah. but they strategic, and Atlanta was hit specifically very hard. Um, they robbed people out of their equity on schemes of, I saw you had a downspout was broken, I could get that fixed, and it wouldn't cost you any money today, it would just be $50 a month for a few months, and but they would wrap it up into these refi loans and then they would sell it to the bank on a, you know, a backdoor deal with high interest oh, wow. fees. And then they would just wrap it up yeah. into a new loan and wrap it up into a new loan, all kinds of really shady that, stuff. So that sounds kind of, good. I would be interested in that. Off. The other one is uh, actually just on the show here. Uh, Intentional integrity by Robert Chestnut. Uh, he's the uh, okay. chief ethics officer of Airbnb. So I uh, just started paging through that. Um, and I, I, but I have to give a shout out to one of my favorite sales authors of all time, Jeb Blunt, uh, fanatical prospecting, even though I'm no longer smiling and dialing for making my, yeah my money. Um, there's no better book in sales for if you just need that football coach in the back of your head to say, stop being a pansy, pick up the phone and make the call. That's, that's the book. I've, I've heard that's really good. I haven't read it yet, but my, uh, my director's been telling me to read that. Oh yeah. All, all day long. I mean, the only person who's going to yell at you more is Glenn Clary going Ross, but, uh, <laughs> all right. Question number two, who are you learning from? Who am I learning? Great question. Um, so I'm learning from and internally at the company at Crexy, um, the, a lot of the people like above me at, at Crexy. So Paul Cohen, um, Doug Shankman, the two guys that are running our sales team, um, learn a lot from these guys every day, just on, on, on how to lead, how to manage, um, Mike, our CEO and Eli, who's our, our chief operating officer, those, those guys as well, just kind of, uh, you know, day in, day out, I called them for advice on the podcast, um, yeah. last night. And so I was like, yeah, Hey, any, any advice you guys got? And, you know, they were just like, don't say anything stupid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that's, if you knew Eli's humor, that that's exactly what he said. Um, <laughs> For sure, for sure. My my former um, actually manager at my last company too. He now works for us in our auction division, Bob Drury. So uh, a lot of a lot of good knowledge I can learn just from walking around the office when we're allowed to be at the office. Um, and actually, I'm I'm rereading Psycho Cybernetics right now, um, which is a really old school book. Um, but that I always pick up something new. I try to read it once a year. So yeah. we'll see if I want to actually dig into that when the, when the audible is over, I'm going to get back into that. But 
yeah, just kind of like piecing through some of the oldies, but goodies too. There it is. All right. The last one here, what inspires you? Ooh, what inspires me? I, I mean, I like, I like helping people. Um, I like trying to, trying to lead and coach people. So um, I've been, you know, a salesperson at Crexy for a long time and I've been a, the, a director of a sales team now for better portion of like 16 months. Um, and I really like it. So I, I feel like it's almost like teaching in a way. I think that's maybe what I was meant to be, um, but I got into sales instead. But uh, yeah, I really just like helping people, I think is what it mm. comes down to. Um, and then when I look at like what we're doing on a day-to-day basis at Crexy, like just getting 1% better every day, if we can do that by the end of the year, you know, we're, we're 350% better. And it's mm. just trying to continue moving the industry in, in, the, in that direction and taking it out of the dark ages, if you will. I love it. Yeah, that's, that's solid. Uh, and the 1% every day, um, you know, that's hard to keep that, that mindset, especially in, if you're in the venture backed business world, because it's, oh, I got to double, yep. I got to double, I got to double it. But, um, but I think everyone has learned a lesson, Owen, is that uh, just a little bit better than the day before every day, then exponentially just compounds and, and I mean, you just can't beat it. So uh, Matt, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, I think you're a pro yeah, at this. Uh, looks like you're going to be hitting up the <laughs> podcast circuit. Just hit, get, get on all the prop tech shows that are out there. There's a, there's a ton of them. <laughs> Will do. It's, it's littered. It gets easier. Yeah, the industry is just littered <laughs> with prop tech shows, man. Um, <laughs> uh, but before we head out, though, for those who want to get in touch with you or learn more about Crexy, where do they go? How do they do that? Yeah, Crexy, C-R-E-X-I dot com. That's the easiest way to find us. And I'm, I'm just Matt at Crexy. So M-A-T-T at Rexy, C-R-E-X-I dot com. And would love to connect with anybody that wants to chat further, either about the industry or, you know, just, just chit-chatting in general about life. There it is. Boom. Well, there you have it, folks. Um, Matt, appreciate you being on the show, uh, sharing about Crexy. I've known about you guys for a long time. So uh, very exciting for me to have uh, someone from the company on the show and be able to talk to uh, about what you guys are doing, what you're building, seeing where you're headed. Um, and until uh, then, let's, let's keep in touch. Send me uh, your thoughts yeah, when Nate. you finally read Fanatical Prospecting. Uh, will do, for sure. <laughs> and we'll talk later. Awesome, man. Thanks a lot. This is a lot of fun. Well, that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening to the TechNest podcast. Hey, don't forget, you can get on the email list. You never miss an upcoming episode. That's technest.io. That's T-E-C-H-N-E-S-T dot I-O. Get on the email list. Uh, go to the app store, whether you found us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you found us. Leave us a five-star review and share it with your friends. And if you've got a guest or someone that you'd like to recommend, or if you think that you'd be a great guest on the show, hey, send me an email, nate at realteampanda.com. That's nate at realteampanda.com. See you guys later.